Sing us the song of your people. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Fine. And howdy again. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Where Are We podcast. I am the Orange Cat, and today I'm joined by the Blue Wolf, the Red Line, and the Gray Dancer. It's pretty good. Best intro I've heard so far. It's the first one I've heard, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Six out of ten. So today we are going to be discussing howls, uh, more specifically this year with uh, the state of how things are going with the COVID-19 pandemic. How are we going to handle howls? And this is going to be a little bit of a different take on the podcast because we're going to actually ask you guys for some of your input. We are seeing some of the, the, the howls being canceled across the United States. Uh, the Colorado howl has been canceled. I'm keeping my eye on the Virginia howl to see if it should continue or not. Um, we are seeing some conventions like Anthrocon has been canceled. So basically, a lot of the ways that Therians are able to meet en masse have been kind of put on the back burner for this year and we're trying to think of a way to kind of counter that and get people together and one of the options that we discussed was the possibility of like a virtual howl so i'm going to kind of open up this discussion for people to give out their ideas and uh, hopefully we can see where we can take this yeah as far as uh Zeph said, the, uh, first off, I'll uh, touch on the Colorado Howl being canceled. Um, I got the email from the um, recreation site that hosts it that all group campsites have been shut down the rest of the year, so that puts a big kibosh on that. Uh, and unfortunately, I had to cancel. And as far as, um, you know, moving on to virtual howls, uh, online meetups where we can, you know, um, hang out and chat and share our stories, uh, spending time with each other, getting to know each other. Uh, obviously, we'd all love to do it in person, but we don't have that luxury right now, that option. Um, I have looked at several uh, places online that could host or be a host for online howls. Um, Discord is one of them that has been brought up, of course, with the, uh, the voice chats and all that. Uh, I have also did some uh, looking into other uh, programs that are um, more visual as well as have the option of uh, text and or voice chat. Um, Second Life is one of them that comes to mind. Um, it's free to download, um, to hop on. It, you know, there's like little uh, microtransactions to get uh, whatever avatar you want to use if you want a specific one. But there are areas, or easily can be areas set up to um, host a gathering of people around like the, the virtual campfire, so to speak. I think you were also mentioning that uh, VR chat has an option too that may be something we can look into, right? Yes, I uh, I was on VR chat last night looking at the different uh, 
so I'm trying to keep like a campfire theme, you know, more of in the spirit of the house. And um, I found uh, several good ones that uh, the only downfall with uh, those are a limited number of people. Uh, I think 24 and 36 respectively for the, diff the two worlds that I was looking at. All right, and just kind of for the people who may be listening, uh, I know some people have expressed concerns about possibly accessing this stuff because they've got older computers or maybe don't have the best internet. Um, which of those two do you think might be the best for someone who who maybe kind of falls into those categories? Um, I either one would work uh, because well, with VR chat, you don't necessarily need a uh, virtual reality setup with a headset and all that to uh, log on and join that. You are able to download that out of uh, Steam and hop onto it from your desktop. Uh, the down, you know, the pros and cons, of course, the um, VR chat is strictly uh, voice chat. So you gotta have a headset and a microphone to be able to, you know, talk to others. There is no um, texting or whatever like uh, Second Life has. Uh, Second Life has the texting and the optional voice chat, which you can enable or disable to your liking. So, you know, it, it depends on um, the individual's comfort level, too. And the one thing I do like about um, Second Life, I'm not familiar with VR chat, but Second Life, I know... It's relatively easy to get like a free skin of like an animal if you want to have an avatar that represents your Therian side or Therian aspects. And, uh, you know, if people would want to kind of represent themselves in that way on a virtual HAL, um, it's, it's definitely easy to do. Um, it's accessible there. Yeah, um, you can get, you know, they have many different makers, many different styles, many different animals of the avatars that, you know, could and would fit your own personal taste, your own personal uh, animal, whatever, on uh, Second Life. Um, they do, the majority of them do cost, and uh, one thing I've been thinking about is depending on the number of people that are interested in this and if we decide to go for second life for an online virtual how i could see what i can do to talk with some of those makers about getting um people vouchers um you know i would help i would chip in and help out with this but getting people's vouchers for getting um the animal avatar of their liking <laughs> Right. And again, um, maybe some of this we can kind of see just how the community responds and how many people may be interested in something like that. Um, it's going to be kind of hard to gauge, I, I guess, what even kind of population number we would be looking at. Um, most, of the ta most of the howls that we've had lately are around 10 to 15 people. Um, but if it's online, it's going to be much more accessible. So it's, I don't know, we kind of have to see... Uh, see what people think before we get too far into that route, I guess. Yeah, I'm just, you know, looking at different options here and stuff. Um, uh, I will point out that VR Chat has a good 
or uh, I, I would rather say a small variety of uh, free avatars that people can get that are public use. And the good thing is that it's not actually necessary to have these avatars either. Um, one of the main parts of the HAL is to connect with other Therians, uh, to tell your stories, to be able to kind of form relationships with people and you know you don't you don't have to have uh any kind of custom skin or anything like that on on either of these things to do that it's more it's more about just getting out there and uh interacting with each other it does bring me to one of the things i was kind of wondering too uh, when we brought this concept up uh, one of the things that i really liked about the last virginia howl uh we had a drum workshop and thank you, Blue, for hosting that and, and helping. You're actually doing the coordination for that. Um, and it makes me wonder, uh, are those, are, is there a way that we could host maybe some kind of workshop if we do a digital how? Uh, how, how could we make that work? How could we still keep people connected? Uh, what are some ideas there, maybe? Uh, I I think you need to be more limited on the, the type of workshop you're going to be doing in that situation because then supplies and materials and things like that becomes a variable in association with it. Uh, something that's, you really would want something that's much more accessible from that perspective. And I'm not, you know, writing workshops, that type of thing, to, you know, even kind of get some of your, your thoughts down. You know, I know that can be very helpful for some people. Uh, for instance, you know, be it essay writing or anything like that, or, you know, myself, I, I do a lot of prose poetry when the mood strikes me, which is a good way to get some of the emotions out, I guess. That's a good way to put it. But it's, you're, you're more limited. Even if you had video and could show people what's going on, it's just a little more tricky because you don't have the same con quality controls and uh, then you have to make adjustments on the fly, et cetera, for uh, various things if you were to do something more of a material workshop. I wouldn't think it would necessarily have to be like a material workshop either, though. Um, maybe like, uh, I don't know, uh, not really team-building exercises, but things like that, too. Um, like, I thought about, is there anything that we can do to kind of get people to explore their humanity a little bit more and then to have them explore their their therianthropy a little deeper in ways that maybe aren't as superficial as we may see on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of come out of it with a, a stronger understanding of, I don't know, where they are in the community, like what, what role each person plays, you know, what, what piece of the puzzle we are. It's an interesting idea. There are, um, uh, comes to mind several uh, places on the internet where you can like stream um, uh, live video or uh, like or even record something. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, not to get too far off topic, but a lot of the fur the, there are a, um, a, a handful of furs creating a virtual fur con, and they're talking about uh, streaming panels um, or workshops, whatever you want to call them. They can go by the same name. Um, on certain subjects, certain uh, ideas that they can stream through, whether it be uh, Picardo, Twitch, uh, a handful of other uh, websites, or um, 
uh, programs that uh, offer this. It makes a good point there too. I, I did use the word workshops and maybe that's not the right word, but I know one of the more important parts of HALS was we, we had like a, not really a set aside specific time, but we, we kind of had informal time and space for people to share their stories and connect in that sort of way. And like, I wonder if it, it might be worthwhile to sort of set up something that's like a panel like maybe give people a time frame where if they're interested in discussing a topic, uh, everybody can hop into voice chat or something along those lines. Um, just to kind of give people topics to approach. Yeah, you want to have some sort of some sort of structure to kind of help people focus on, I guess, you know, whatever topic at hand would be. Um, you know, I think that the idea of virtual panels makes sense doesn't require a lot of resources other than just, you know, having whatever software working. Um, as far as like what people can do to at home, I mean, if everybody's streaming, everybody's interacting from home, everybody does have access to all the, I sort of, um, like sort of supplies and resources they'd be working with normally, like if they're a writer or artist or, you know, doing something handy around the house or cooking. Um, I mean, those are all things that could be, you know, discussed or demonstrated in some way. Um, kind of also lets people, it's kind of an opportunity to give each individual a, if they, you know, are comfortable with it, kind of showing, giving insight into, like, this is my, this is me every day, or this is my sort of regular um, regular life, you know, not so much the, um, you know, because the house and in-person interactions are good, and those are sort of like, sort of like little vacations for people, I think, um, but it's also kind of interesting to see, like, you know, like, well, how's, you know, how, how are they at home, you know, how, like, what do they do to keep busy at home? You had a very good point there, and I'm trying to kind of coalesce thoughts on that. Because you you are, you definitely hit the nail there. Because I remember in the last few hours, like, it was a vacation for me. And, like, the following Monday, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I got to go back to work. And it's back to, you know, business as usual, literally. So, it, you're right. It could give people a better chance to really get a feel for, uh, I guess, almost like the genuine experience of, the other people that are attending too, um, you're going to be possibly more comfortable because you're going to be in your own home environment versus a, a campsite, something like that too. Yeah, and um, also it's it's an opportunity I think to, uh, you know, as as you said, it kind of feels like a little vacation, and you kind of go back to um, back to your regular routine. Um, you know, maybe it can kind of kind of help demonstrate that you know you don't have to wait until you're at a convention or at a how or at you you can you can kind of like share and express yourself to people on a regular basis instead of just you know at these uh as sort of a preset um you know preset uh um you know time um you know like i know that uh you know having been to you know the fur cons and knowing a lot of furs a lot of them mentioned were they kind of feel like they they only look forward to those conventions and um 
you know, I always kind of interpret that as in like not having enough outlets or not having enough, uh, of Alice River, like enough engagement. I kind of like to use the word engagement. Um, you're not engaging other people during your regular routines or your regular life. It's like you can only do it when you're at the con or you're on vacation. Uh, but I think it's, you know, I, I think it would be, you know, great if it was an all, you know, something came out of it where people kind of saw like, oh, this is something I can do all the time, you know. Right, and that's something I, I think we discussed in our last episode too. Is that uh, you know we uh, the community does seem to be trying to figure out how to make meetups and howls and things like that happen more often. And I'm 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 hoping that once the dust settles with all of this stuff, uh, we're going to start seeing that uh, people are going to understand that yeah, it's it is important to meet in person. Um, and it's really not that hard to try to coordinate some of these things. Right now, it is yes, but. Um, really all it takes is a, a few people who are driven to make something like this happen and it will happen. So uh, hopefully this does empower people to, to think of different ways that they can kind of carve out that time from quote unquote reality and, and do what they need to do to help them out, you know, mentally um, or just to kind of, mm -hmm. um, let loose a little and something bit. like I think I mentioned something like you know if it was sort of you had a you had a thing where you had you had a few people or a dozen people or so everybody's interacting on you know whatever platform we're using um, and having something like something like a workshop but make it it could be something like um, you know like cooking where for me personally I don't I'm neutral to cooking but it might be more fun to be cooking while interacting with other people and sort of sharing advice and sharing your workspace and how you kind of, you know, how you plan, how you, how do you plan out your cooking? What do you use? And then it kind of gives people, maybe that gives people like a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of like motivation. It's like, Oh, this, this, this routine thing, that I have to do every day can actually be something I enjoy and I can share it with other people on a more regular basis. Now that it's like, I feel comfortable or I feel interested in, in interacting um, with other people just based off this otherwise mundane task. Or um, if we have people who are, again, maybe somebody's, you know, maybe during the time of the meetup, somebody's, somebody's remodeling something in their house and they kind of, and demonstrate that or talk about that and that gives us other it gives a point of discussion but it also can kind of give people some other ideas it's like oh well you know if they can do that i can do that and i'll talk to them about that sometime in the future right i think it's a pretty cool idea too um one of the things that i like to think that the hows are about is, is personal growth um again it's about kind of getting outside of your comfort zone a little bit and encouraging others to do so too and uh, it's kind of tying in with something else also, uh, you know, the, there's a shared meal tradition with these howls. And I'm kind of wondering now if that might not be something that can still be orchestrated in this way. Like maybe instead of uh, having one person fix something for a lot of people, try to have a lot of people fix the same thing. Yeah, like a grilled cheese sandwich challenge and um, like who manages to, uh, whose sandwich is the least burnt. Now, see, that makes me kind of want to do, like, a, a Nailed It edition or something like that. <laughs> like, I can see 
the online hell being just a, a, another stepping stone to getting people more engaged in person because there are some people out there that are that you know for whatever reasons they're shy um they can't travel um uh prior engagements or responsibilities that they can't make it to the actual meetups and or howls so this online howl will get them you know it'll help boost their confidence a little bit too interacting with others and maybe get them out to be more active and engaged in the community and with each individual as uh, as we go agreed and i think that for some of the people who are more isolated too this could create a new environment uh, and a new method for communication and and uh, meetups that is much more regular that people get nervous about video chat even you know period but it's becoming so prevalent at this point between zoom and some of the other things that we've got going on and i know google just came out with their own uh video chat it's it's a useful tool to have and uh even more so you know i'm in the northeast our winters are tough and you don't get a lot of chances to get out and about during that time so that that could be a way to help bridge some of that gap for you know the five six months of the year that you may not be able to have an easy access uh depending on where you are and for those that worry about you know or don't want their their visage or their face to get out there or shy is showing it and stuff there is a program out there called face rig that has a bunch of different um, avatars that represent you in, in a voice video chat that you can use for this kind of thing. Thinking more on it, I really think that the, uh, the digital HAL approach is very beneficial because, again, we have a lot of people who have a lot of different personalities and a lot of different approaches, and this would almost allow people to, uh, for those who want to uh, interact entirely by text, they can do so. If they want to do the, do so entirely by voice, they can do so. If they want to do so through an avatar, they can do so. And, you know, it allows people to express and connect in ways that seem meaningful to them. Uh, another point to bank off of, uh, I know in the past, some people have been, um, I don't want to use the word timid in a bad kind of way, but some people are a little reluctant to attend in-person howls because uh, therianthropy can be a very private thing for some people. So breaking the ice through something like a digital how could also be good a, a good step for them to gain trust to possibly participate in an, on, or an offline how at some point or an in-person meetup. So I think it's kind of cool in that regard. No, agreed. Agreed. It's a it's a useful. I think it's a great stepping stone, if nothing else. And it also allows us to expand the audiences a little bit. You know, uh, I know with uh, setting up the actual howl, we're always very concerned about age and you know uh, the influences associated with that, because some you know are more adult with uh, potentially uh, adult beverages or other things uh, available. There's a lot of restrictions also, depending on where you go. Some places don't allow that at all. And we always have a concern about minors in association with it. So coming up with more of a rating system. Um, I know Zeph and I were talking about it earlier, kind of like a, a rated R or PG-13 or something along those lines. It's pretty ubiquitous at this point. Would be a good way to, you know, 
keep things kind of in check. I agree. And uh, just the, I think the general nature of things, uh, some of the conversations do get a little beyond PG-13, I think. Um, because, again, it's it's people discussing some private things. Uh, sometimes it, things get a little dark or, or something else. and um, But still, I think that having an online how would allow younger people to to participate. I, I definitely think, like, you know, we said... We don't want to give like a limit of like 18 plus because, um, you know, again, if someone has permission from their parents to attend or something like that and they hear curse words or something like that, it's, you know, that may be perfectly fine. It's kind of hard. Uh, these are things that are hard to kind of figure out. But uh, we also want people, we want the attendees to be able to feel like they can express themselves in ways that are natural and, uh, again, are allowing them to get the escape or connection that they need. So uh, there are things that we sort of have to balance as far as what the needs of the participants are. Yeah, age is a uh, 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 kind of a um, a hot point we have to keep an eye out of, keep an eye on. Um, as I know, we have had uh, several underage people at past HALs However, the way we went about it was uh, like the host or one of the uh, re uh, older members um, contacted the parents or communicated with the parents about you know what was going on, and the parents sometimes attended and saw that you know it was pretty mundane compared to what they thought was going to be happening. And that's what we want. We want, you know, a good, uh, there, there is adult stuff, but also there, we, we want to remain pretty family friendly as far as uh, keeping the younger uh, Therians engaged and make them feel like they're included as well. Agreed. And I think that, you know, it, it gives an experience and it gives a better understanding from some of the, the older uh, members who you know we've we've been through a few of these things we've gone we've had our self-exploration in many ways it's not that we're done but we we have a good understanding and a foundation for ourselves for them to you know be able to ask questions um in a more open community and get multiple perspectives in one shot um uh it, you know not just through a forum or something like that 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 are, is useful but sometimes that interaction and that bouncing ideas back and forth really can help uh either help clarify, uh, solidify, or, you know, make them understand that mm, maybe this isn't really what they thought it was. I agree. And um, it's interesting because <laughs> with the in-person house we've had, I find that a lot of people actually walk away being like, okay, wow, this actually kind of cements in that, yeah, you're, the things that I'm experiencing, yeah, it's what other people are experiencing too. So I think it's vital that we remember the kind of purpose behind these things. Um, you know, it's not meant to be like a, a furry con or something along those lines. Uh, again, therianthropy is something that's very personal. It's very private, um, sometimes very scary, uh, sometimes very confusing. So uh, I've seen a lot of benefit in the past where people have, again, shared stories and you know, this is this is the struggles that I've gone through. These are the things that I've done to get over it. 
um, this is the advice that I can offer, or this is where I'm still struggling. It's important for people to be able to discuss these things. And again, I think that um, the, the main purpose is to kind of have that in the back of the mind while, uh, while we go about this. Oh, well, okay, so what do we do about uh, calling in storms? It's all on you. Keep them where you That's are. That's an individual basis. Don't need more. Don't need fog. Oh, come on. Team building exercises. We'll do it. We'll do a trust fall in the fog. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to highlight, too, though, is that, you know, again, this being an online thing, uh, it, it might allow people from different branches of the community to contact each other. Um, that's part of what this podcast is meant for, is for people to maybe hear from people that they've never heard of before or people from other forums or parts of the community that they are not familiar with. Uh, so that could be kind of cool. It'll be like a, a, a web of sorts where uh, I guess maybe not web people get tangled together. <laughs> but, a Therian mixer. There you go. It's a, it's a blender, but with, without the violence. I think too, since we're going to be entering potentially a new norm for at least a while, this, uh, you know, helping establish this type of thing will be a good thing for for everybody, and it can actually help uh, establish some guidelines for future cons and um, other items, too, that they might be able to, to leverage some of the lessons learned at, uh, you know, a virtual hall or virtual con can help kind of get past as well. So just some uh, some food for thought. I had, okay, sorry, I had a thought, had to kind of chase after it for a little bit. Uh, one of the, I'm kind of hitting the community standpoint again, and uh, one of the big things that I've liked about the howls that I have hosted is that we've also had some non-Therians included. So, like, my mate is not a Therian. And I think it's important for him to also hear these stories and also give his perspective because it broadens the understanding of therianthropy and it helps us not feel so isolated from those who don't experience it. Um, so I'm curious to see what you all think about, uh, you know, naturally we still want most people to attend to be therians, just like the, uh, the in-person house. But how do you all feel about having, you know, if someone does decide to have a, a non-Therian friend attend online with them just to see what it's about and to learn? Wouldn't phase me any. I wouldn't have a problem with it either. I mean, you know, whether it be a friend, a family member, or their significant other, um, I'm always willing to... Um, help them understand better what therianthropy is, um, who we are, how we are, what we are, and so, so they can feel comfortable with it as well. Right. I'm just wanting to say that, you know, like Zeff said earlier, um, you know, we're wanting to get everyone's, you know, the community's input on these ideas that we've presented. Um, what would you feel comfortable with? What would you like? Um, 
what would you prefer? Any other ideas? You know, we're, we're trying to, you know, engage the community more to, you know, hopefully engage each other. And, you know, reaching out like this is a good way to reach a lot of, the, a lot of you guys as the community. And, you know, you have a voice too. So please feel free to share it with us, with others. Yeah, and if, if someone out there wants to try to set one of these up too, by all means, you know, I, I think that, you know, some of the more established members of uh, the community will be be working on this. Um, you know, I'm willing to help uh, in any way I can. You know, Zeph knows that, and I think Stormy knows that too. But don't be afraid to step up and say, I think I want to try to try to help or host. Why not? I mean, what do you got to lose? Uh, just a couple, just some time, really, ultimately, when you're talking more of an environment like this. Um, than anything else so it's interesting because the you know the current state of things it really is sort of an environment of, of chaos because it's the things that we're used to are kind of getting put to test and i kind of want to encourage people to stand up to that challenge and yeah take ownership of this and say okay things are getting canceled and whatnot but what can we do to still offer people hope what can we do to still create community what can we do to still form connections i think it's vital that again like stormy said give us your feedback um we're, we probably said some things that can be countered or you know that's fine but you know some of us would really like to see this evolve and, you know, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't even have to continue being just this year. <laughs> maybe it doesn't have to be just this year. Um, maybe it can be something that's ongoing, too, if it seems like it works out. If not, if it fails, that's fine, too. But, you know, I kind of, I don't want to just throw my paws up in the air and say, oh, well, the howls aren't going to happen this year. Yeah, it's something we can all look back on and say, hey, at least we tried together. What could possibly go wrong? At least if it's a digital campfire, I can't catch fire. That could be arranged. And neither can anything else. Hmm. <laughs> Any uh, last thoughts, uh, Stormy? I think I've said all I feel I need to say. But can you sing for us? No, no, I cannot. The song of your people, come on. Bad Badger Romance. <laughs> I want your mug. Mug, mug, mug. And now we've got that recorded forever. Ah, drat. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. All right, well, if there is nothing else, I am going to go ahead and start wrapping up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining. Again, we had Blue Wolf, Redline, Storm Dancer, and myself. Um, I always forget my name. That's okay. And we look forward to hearing some, hearing your feedback. And uh, feel free to give us some of your insights as far as how we can progress with this. Um, we don't have anything set in stone yet. And again, we're just kind of looking for ideas right now. So... Uh, what I will do in the description of this podcast slash video is uh, 
the Where Are We podcast actually does have an email address, so I need to start using that. So if you have any feedback, uh, if you don't give it directly to the either the podcast or if, I, if it's on YouTube or something along those lines, um, you can feel free to email it to us, and we will try to do. I'll, I'll try to figure out better ways of letting people get in touch with us. Sounds good. Don't forget to howl at eight o'clock. Yes, howl at eight o'clock every day, even after this is all over. Yes, I want to, I want that to continue being a thing. So just remember, folks, stereanthropy is the thing that'll get us through twenty twenty. Ah, woo. <laughs> yeah, woo. Ah, woo. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and we hope to talk to you soon. The end. Okay, we're done.